0: On, thank you for tuning in to the Bad of Race Podcast, where we focus on the pro soccer, DMV, and across the United States. I'm Jose Omania from the Sports Post, and joining me as always, Mario Maya from El Tiempo Latino. ¿Cómo vamos, Mario?
1: Aquí estamos.
0: We're doing all... We're doing A-OK. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, these were doing better than... Uh, <laughs> Um, Wayne Rooney's assistant, agent, and other people around his life We'll get to that in a second But obviously we're going to talk about uh, all DC United this episode We're just going to be honest here uh, Spirit are off this week But uh, stay tuned for more Spirit coverage later on in the week uh, From our own personal outlets as well as other locations Um, But it was a DC United weekend It was DC United's third match in a uh, part of a homestand who was crucial for their attempts to go to the playoffs. And it had it, it ended like a fart in church. Let me tell you, DC United played the San Jose earthquakes on Saturday night and every shot possible was denied or lunged away by uh, San Jose's goalkeeper, uh, Daniel, who stopped almost every shot that came his way damn um, daniel exactly leaving dc united to leading dc united to have to settle for a 0-0 draw in front of over seventeen thousand out of field united still has the final ninth playoff spot in eastern conference however they end this three game of home stand with a one one and one record where they trounced the fire Lost three to one to Philly, and then this scoreless draw leaves a lot to be desired. Um, Mario, what are your thoughts on not just this game in general, but the homestand overall, and how United performed? One big takeaway: it's very clear that Gabriel Pirani. Uh, we'll get to him later, but the top four, if you will, the the, the four attack of Teuku Bidito with uh, Christian Beteke, Perrani, those three specifically, but having having them and Christian Dahomey, all four have been very, very influential in the attack, and there's a lot of great movement from all four. All four have great chemistry together, but as we saw against San Jose, couldn't find the back of the net. Well, in the
1: San Jose game, Periani did find the back of the net. It was just called back for an offside
0: uh, oh, because he was offside. <laughs> well, no, no,
1: no. We, again, uh, I'm not arguing that. We know he was offside. It's clear as day. He was offside. I'm never going to disagree with that. Uh, I think the three games, if you want to, uh, if you want to put it in perspective, it, it's a kind of like described as the good, the bad, and the ugly. I guess, guy. Uh, Yesterday's game, uh, Saturday night's game against San Jose could be described as the bad even though they did well and they played much better in the second half and they were able to create opportunities they just weren't able to finish off these opportunities and a, a good part of it was uh, Daniel standing on his toes the entire time for San Jose and just denying DC United a goal and I think that I think if D.C. United scored, it it would have scored. I think that it would be a whole different tune going into next week. But here we are. And so I guess that would be described as the bad. The ugly, of course, has to be the Philadelphia game. Because for 45 minutes, they got out-dominated by the Philadelphia Union. And then they kind of got it together in the second half. Got a late goal, but to no avail. And I also feel like Philadelphia at that point just let off the gas. And of course, the good, the Chicago game—they dominated. Well, with, I could totally say this against a god-awful Chicago team. That that team was te- that team is terrible. But that's more of a personal opinion of mine at this point. But yeah, they were able to dominate Chicago pretty and pretty much find the back of the net at will and just out dominate an opponent who you had who you had a direct playoff race with. So yeah, I think that's what you uh that that's what it comes down to. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly in this homestand, and you get four points out of it. It's good, but given that you're fighting for your playoff for a playoff ticket here, it's not great. You would expect to get seven points. That would be the acceptable. That would be your acceptable uh, rate to get to get out of this homestand. But you got four, which isn't bad, but it isn't great. And now you go into a game against Charlotte, where you need to perform in a play. Uh, granted, they've only played three times total in their history, and uh, you and they lost in Charlotte last year. So you gotta you gotta step you gotta step up to the table. Uh, I think Gabriel Pirani has been one of the bright spots in these in these games. He's been re- he's been someone that moves the moves the offensive line really well. Is is able to connect not only with just Christian Pateke, Ted Kudiej and Christian Dahome, but he's also bit he's also benefited by having Matias Click there. And he they I think they were solid yesterday offensively against San Jose. I think in the last two games, I think DC United defensively has been really good. Uh, Steve Birnbaum and Brandon Heinz, I put up really serviceable performances. Uh, but one of the things I think that DC United missed in this game was Andy. Andy Nahar, who was uh, who played for Honduras. I think Andy Nahar is the difference maker on the defensive side of the ball, moving up, and it was sorely missed. But other than that, I think DC United has played well. It just doesn't translate into results sometimes.
0: I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, this is a San Jose team that is also fighting for its playoff lives. It's currently sitting around seventh place and is trying in the Western Conference and is trying to maintain its positioning in a very game conference. Meanwhile, DC United. Should have pulled this out I mean Regardless of Where San Jose's positioning was Overall especially in the final 30 minutes They were the stronger team They had the most possession The opportunities were all over the place We can I mean it's quickly just It's just quickly Pirani was upside in that play um, There was the shot that uh, Bounced off someone's uh, Shoulder blade But they're never going to call that. The, some try to argue that the ball went inside. There's a it clear angle. Yeah, there's a clear it angle on the Apple broadcast that shows that the ball never went inside. After dipping down, it dips to the right, not to the left inside of the goal post. I do agree with Wayne though at some point MLS needs to consider putting a couple of thousand dollars into this goal line technology mm-hmm. nonsense I, I really don't think why are we going to the cameras for this like just get the technology. It's there the Premier League used it perfectly mm-hmm. um, but four points it was the bare minimum they needed to get at the minimum four points the max was obviously nine seven would be the best um, they got the bare minimum that's there's really much nothing left to say other than you know they failed. these are the opportunities we've been watching all season. we've heard Wayne O'Rooney express his discontent with the way the offense has been building um we, we saw Christian butta go through somewhat of a <laughs> of a dark place in the summer where he couldn't find the back of the net and we thought that he got out of his rut. After the Chicago game, but clearly If you watch this game here, he was A little bit frustrated with his, his With the kind of service He was receiving, he was frustrated with The way San Jose was playing They were a little chippy, especially in the second half um, But, I mean, that's what you should Expect from another team that's also Fighting for its playoff lives, I feel like DC United Comes in to these games very naive And um, I and it shows on the field, like, what, do you didn't think San Jose was going to come out firing? Yeah, they, they wanted to play. They want to go to the playoffs. I thought they were very lax in terms of their marking of Jeremy or Um Dudes to local. Uh, we've seen locals who come back and want to make a statement to remind their home club, this is why I am what I am. You should assign me when I was, like, a kid or whatever they have their personal feelings about. So, I feel like United has trended in a way that is just indicative of the whole season where they should have been more of a performer. Like you, Mateusz Klick finally looks well playing in that box-to-box role. That's great. But the, the team has always been a back-forward team. We've tried this two-year experiment. We finally realized after two gosh-darn years, uh, with no three actually, three gosh darn years that the three back is probably to flip to five, probably not the best for this squad. And you see it in the last two games against Chicago and clearly here against San Jose. I do agree with you that Andy was a big miss, but I thought Ruan, through whatever ailment he had <laughs> during the game, he fought through and he, he gave a good performance, um, for his efforts. But United, going forward, like there's three key games against teams that are below them in the table that they need to get results. And it starts with
1: Charlotte, who's three points behind them at 11th place, by the way.
0: Yeah, it starts with Charlotte. Then you're talking about... Um, at home against the Red Bulls on the 23rd and then the final game for DC United season, not the the league because DC United has to wait two weeks <laughs> the, against New York City FC, who's had like a crud load of injuries. And then you also
1: forget on the 20th, they do play at home against Atlanta,
0: but they're not below them on the table, bro. That oh, not,
1: I, I know. But again, that's my point.
0: That's my point. My point is, the this is my point, bro. My point is, these are three teams that are below you in the table. Get the points. Atlanta, yes, is the Eastern Conference team. You should beat your Eastern Conference rivals when possible. You're at home. But you should get nine points out of the losers. And I'm saying the losers because we winners, right? So you got if you want to go to the playoffs, now is the time. you got to get results. So go, going to Vancouver is always a tough trip for D.C.
1: Sure, us after dark game two, by the way. So this should
0: be fun. <laughs> Going in Austin, teams have struggled against Austin in Austin. So d- when you have these matches coming up, the Charlotte, the New York Red Bulls, sure, Atlanta, and New York City FC, you gotta get three points especially against the three teams that I just mentioned where they are below them in the standings this those are the point you need those points if you if you want to dream about going to the playoffs because someone brought this up on twitter and I have to acknowledge it the team that we thought would have no shot but because all these teams are mid into miami's back in the playoff race they're only two points back of dc right now it is wild Before Messi, they were 15 back. Now they're two back. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be the team. Don't be the team that allows Messi to go through because you were incompetent. Like, don't don't be that team. Just don't be that team. That's all I'm going to say. That's how I'm going to leave that. Don't be that team.
1: Yeah, because if you are that team, man, we're going to have a lot of questions going forward because... There is no again, before before Messi showed up to enter Miami, there's no way they shouldn't be in this playoff race. But because this is MLS and once you get on a roll, you can make things happen. That's how you're two points but now. That's how you're two points behind the final playoff spot. So I think if DC's case you gotta get a win out of Charlotte. There there is no if, ands, or buts about it at this point. Charlotte's three points behind you. You're you're in ninth. You hold the final playoff spot. You are the hunted, if you will, in this situation. So now you've got to be the hunter and take a wit and start beating teams that are below you. Because, yeah, you have to you to keep that playoff spot. And unfortunately, you don't play the final game of the season. You're not. You don't have a game on decision day. You know, so this decision could be out of your hands altogether. And you don't want it to be you don't want it to go to go that route. So you kind of have to nip it in the bud, get the results that you need to, I think, kind of get it together and figure out what other kinks you have to work with and go from there. Yeah, this was an okay performance against San Jose, but you weren't able to find the back of the net. And that's frustrating. And when you can't find the back of the net, you know, you were you're going to be in for a world of hurt. Right now, you know, think your stars that only outside of Miami, none of the other teams that are fighting for a playoff spot with you had a game this weekend. So I I know Wayne Rooney said this could be a this point could be big in the play heading into the playoff race. I may have to disagree a little bit. You've got to win your games at home. this team hasn't been capable of doing that all year. They they're very they're very hot and cold at home. I can understand being hot and cold on the road because the road is a whole different animal. But you got to be more dominant at home. There's just no way that you can sit here and tell me, oh, this is going to help us out in the long run. No, an extra two points are going to help you out in the long run in a playoff race. Miami's coming in rolling, and they beat Kansas City without Leo Messi. And uh, look, Char, you have to win the game against Charlotte. I'm sorry. The pressure is odd. There, there is no, I don't think, I've said it, I don't think there's been room for error since the Philly game. Let's face it, Chicago's back line is awful. So, you know, there that was a give me win, to be honest with you, with a team that can't even figure out what they are, what their identity is defensively. San Jose has also been a team that has complicated a lot of other teams this year in the Western Conference, and they could go. This is a this isn't even a conference game; it's an interconference game, if you will. We should we should be okay. I'm like you shouldn't because San Jose is also fighting for their playoff lies. They got a point that's pure gold out of here, and now you. Now you're going into the game against Charlotte thinking we have to win. Maybe a draw helps because again it's a game on the road and Charlotte isn't an easy place to play in. But you you kind of have to like I don't think there's a room for error at this point. You you kind of have to get the results to get to your favor before October, after October before October twenty second.
0: So two things, so Wayne kind of, what he was meaning when in terms of like, this is a big important game, I think we mentioned pooped podcast ago, before we went on our Labor Day break, these games at home suddenly become worth six points in that, yeah, three, but in the sense of where you land on the table, it's going to be important, and this could back, like, it could either help them or hurt them. Because, as we mentioned, you have Miami going up. You have Chicago laying an egg. You, you could help United if things remain stagnant. It could hurt United if a team like Miami, who has two games at hand, could pick up some results, and then that one point hurts them if they are eliminated out of the playoff contention by two points. Because that could have been the three points you get at home, and that probably would have kept you... Above the playoff line So that's what I think is what he meant to say Uh, Obviously Every point matters But I go back to what I said in May And I I don't mean to be a jilted Latina But I told (laughs) y'all I told y'all I told Wayne When's the concern about playing at home? They're 5-4-5 and five at home. Like, what do you think? If you if you can't be over 500 at home, you're not going to the playoffs. You shouldn't go to the playoffs. And right now, their playoff spot, they'd have to play. Hold on. So, so the 8-9 play a play-in game. You'd have to win on a road game. Right now, it would be on the road in Montreal. Let's say they win in... in then you're guaranteed a home game in a best-of-three series with most likely the number one seed. Which is going to be Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So you're going to lose the first game because Cincinnati's wonderful at home. And then in a must-win game at Audi Field, a team that struggled to get results at home has to get a win. This is gonna be like the end of his first season here. And he's gonna lose in, in BK, or so he's gonna lose, and it's it's gonna be sad, and and it's gonna be like, oh, well, it could have been blah 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 blah. But that's the issue here for me. They they can't get results at home, and that at the end you have results. They got five ties there, so it's out of a possible fifteen points, you only collected five. Like, that's the sad part there. Like, you should be winning your games at home. I've just said this the entire time, and Wayne tried to correct me on it. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm asking a legit question. Are you worried? And what are we getting now in the press conferences and fans complaining the most about outside of Casper out? They can't win at home. <laughs> they can't win at home. They, and and that's, your, that should, that's always been DC's bread and butter, even when they moved to Audi. They got they played well at home. It wasn't until the pandemic when Wayne was losing in front of zero people that this team started being stinky at home. And then Hernan came in, got them back to being well, better at home. But it's gone. It's regressed. And I I'm gonna say it again. This should have been a concern in May, not September. And so, and speaking of the elephant of the room, we might as well just go into it right now. All this is going on. As Wayne Rooney is um, dealing with two different fronts, if you will. So while we were out, right before the Labor Day weekend, uh, Wayne went on a one-on-one interview with Steve Goff of the Washington Post, expressing his uh, frustration levels with um, DC United's front office in terms of his uh, contract negotiations, according to the Post. Uh, Rooney and his agent approached United f- to for a more long term plan with Wayne. For those who don't know, Wayne is on a one and a half year deal with a, a sec. Uh, what th- would be his a third season option for next season, if both club and Wayne agree to it. Wayne uh, did some outreach, said he would like to. Extend the deal and start thinking of a long-term deal. United has not (laughs) discussed anything. And so Wayne went off and told the post in this lovely one-on-one interview. um, Funny enough, this came on a day before United had to play Chicago. Wayne was then asked during the Chicago game uh, if he thought he was playing for his job, if he was coaching for his job. And he said um, he doesn't think he was. He thinks he's comfortable in his position and that his focus was on the players and nothing else. Then a report came from both the Guardian and um, the Telegraph claiming that Wayne Rooney is the top pick for the manager position at Birmingham City in the championship in England. Um... According to the Telegraph, he is the favorite if (laughs) if the current manager leaves his spot, which is being rumored that he's going to leave him for uh, Scottish side Rangers. What makes this even more interesting is Birmingham City recently uh, added NFL quarterback Tom Brady as a minority owner, and Tom has already stated he wants to bring a winning mentality to Birmingham City. And to that I say you're bringing in Wayne Rooney, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Wayne addressed this uh, during the post game, and in short, he said his focus is on DC United. I've got a job to do here, trying to try and get us into the playoffs, and and that's my focus. Um, contract situation, um, it is what it is. Um, I can wait um, till till you know, the end of the season, but my, my sole focus is, is DC United and San in the playoffs. And, um, unfortunately I can't stop speculation. Um, that happens. Um, but my only focus, um, is to try and get DC United into the playoffs. It's a lot going on there. Mario, what are your thoughts? I mean, you can go any way on this. All I'm going to say is, um, I do think that while DC United's being being diligent in that they're waiting for the end of season thing, They've done this with Wayne. They've done this with Ben. If he has an offer on the table waiting for him and they don't think he's the manager going forward, let's not waste this man's time. That's, yes. uh, that's, yeah, that's honestly me- how I feel. I am not one of these. Look, I was originally like, and we discussed this off the, off the air here. I was originally like, if you think he's the, the guy to build... Just give him the contract. Like, who cares? Like make him feel comfortable. Make him understand that we need we want him in the future. And that he needs to play his ass off and get in the playoffs. Uh but <laughs> if you're like, nah, dog, we wanna wait and blah 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 blah. I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a there's a couple of teams right now that have better uh, opportunities that have just woke uh, arisen. Uh, hello, New England. Um, <laughs> that are gonna be looking for managers. So you don't want to take too damn long if you if you think that he's not the guy and then lose possible possible uh, candidates because you took so damn long with what you want to do with Wayne. They cannot. Take forever for this. And in this story, by the way, for those who haven't read it, I recommend you read it. Go pay your 99 cent or find a way to to read it for free or go find a newspaper from back in September 1st. It states that DC United has not (laughs) interviewed, well, has done interviews, but they don't expect to find the new permanent GM until after this season, which is ridiculous.
1: (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? To quote Taylor Twellman, "What are you doing?" Uh, that's like the GM thing. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, listen, the players love Wayne. That's one thing that we that we have we have already stated numerous times. They're willing to die for Wade, and if that's not something that the front office is willing to see, that you know, if you're not willing to go through with the with the Wayne Rooney project, then you know, part part ways at this point. But you're right. They should not be wasting this man's time trying to figure out what they do, what they what they want to do. Especially if you haven't even hired a permanent GM yet. Like, what come on man? You had that that's a position you needed to hire for to begin the season.
0: Well in the post story it even states that the front office is concerned That if they hire a GM, the GM doesn't want Wayne. My thing is, if you that's gonna be said in the interview process, no. That hey, we're keeping Wayne. You can can you work with him? Like I feel like, and that was probably one of the biggest issues that I had with firing Lucy Rushton the way they did. It felt like Lucy was being tossed aside just because Wayne got there. But last I checked, Wayne wasn't a scout. Like, <laughs> like I I didn't understand that at all. I, I feel like Wayne is probably one of the nicest people to work with. Like, uh, everything we've talked to players about, people behind the scenes, as long as it gets the okay sometimes from his people, it could be a problem. But outside of that, like, Wayne is normally game. Like, I don't understand why DC Five. DC. G- Go ahead.
1: Because overthinking and i i want to say just incompetence at times it is part of the reason why they wanted to fire lucy russian also i believe they needed a scapegoat for what the season was last season so sure. i it feels more like a scapegoat firing to me than anything else when it comes to lucy russian but yeah i'm pretty sure if you're looking for a gm one of the things is, if you plan to keep Wayne around long term, one of the things should be like, Wayne Rudy's still going to be our manager or head coach, if you will. Are you willing to work with him on that? Or if not, if you really want to be funny, why don't you just ask Wayne if he wants to be the GM? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that,
0: he's, like, not a man, he's clearly, if, if that were the case, then... No disrespect to Wayne here, but I would have a lot of questions about his lack of use of youth. Uh, Jackson Hopkins would like an explanation for his lack of playing time. So, I, I mean, it's just, I, it, I, this whole situation is dumb. <laughs> I know, it is completely dumb. It's dumb, because it, it, dumb it, in, in the ass.
1: Astros- it's a stupid mm-hmm. controversy. It's not even not even controversy. It's just stupidity rolling around at this point. It's well, just,
0: I wouldn't say that. I think it's. The contract was dumb. I understand why they gave him a one and a half year deal with the option of a third season, because they don't trust some people in that office. Don't trust him because of what happened last time, and I totally understand that. It's the fact, and he told golf like my kids are good. My wife visits from time to time. We've read <laughs> if you you can Google search Wade Rudy Louton County, you'll find some stories about. Wayne stays home all the time. He's just online gambling and this, dad and the third. Wayne loves it here apparently because he's just not having to be a dad. To be real with you, I mean, he loves going there and being a part-time dad. Apparently, it looks like. But um, from what, all I understand is that you know, once the season's over, he plans to spend the next two months at at home and work from home if he plans to stay with United and he wants to be he wants to get that settled. And I understand that. Like, I hate being a person where I don't know what's going to happen in my future either. And if you can control it in any way possible, go for it. But, and some people believe the club should do its due diligence and make them earn it. I will say Wayne made the not lofty, but lofty uh, goal of making the playoffs as his goal, which... Cause some friction because they sacrificed the US Open leagues, etc. etc. So that has to be weighed in also in terms of whether you want to keep them or not. But to me, if you know you're not going to keep them, fucking let them go. Like it's just like,
1: right? Like, don't waste this this man's valuable time. Yeah, do that. And I would say
0: that I would have said that during the Ben era there era. Like, I would have said that to any coach because the reality is, in this situation, it's a confusing contract. I think I've mentioned this in the podcast. They've been building a roster, not a rebuilt roster. They've been building a roster for a five year plan in a year and a half. That team still needs to fully gel. Like, the fact that it's been gelling the way it has is a miracle, to be honest with you. But if they had one more year under their belt with Wayne, you're talking about a team that could possibly be mid table Eastern Conference with Priyani taking over the taxi role, much more faster, younger, more elusive on the ball. We'll get to Priyani more in a second, but Ted being a, a, a great prospect, uh, Benteke being Benteke, you know, there, there's so many options here. So, I think if you think Wayne is the man to lead this lead this and he wants a long term deal, that's the other thing too. Not since Ben Olsen has someone wanted to be here long term. Like even our DPs leave early. So I I, would, <laughs> like, I I would just say, like the fact that Wayne is like, yo, I want to stay long term, whatever that means
1: wants to be here for a while like take that into consideration this man actually wants to be here man that that, that speaks highly of him and to piggyback on what jose had said there's several dps that don't want to stay here that long that what that it's just wild that they they still are trying to waste this man's time in a way i'm like just, just give him the contract at this point he wants to be here. The players, what the players, clearly like playing under Wayne. Yeah, there's still some growing pains, but it, this team has gelled into something a little more competent, Has gelled into a pretty solid team in in, in a way. So, yeah, just I, I just say give him the con,
0: give him the contract extension for as long as you that that he wanted to. That that's it. But again, I understand the trepidation. I but uh, that's their own fault. That's their own fault. Like they brought in, they fired Lucy, regardless of what the reason. They fired Lucy. They haven't found the GM replacement. They have Casper in this limbo role. That honestly, like, <laughs> it's just useless. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> It's just not even worth discussing, um, but he's in limbo. Like it, it's a frictionable relationship, and I think once you have the GM in, they're gonna want to make decisions. And I think if you want, if the ownership wants Wayne to stay, and Wayne wants to stay, and it's clear that this is longer than a one and a half year project. Then they make a deal happen, but if he's literally playing for his job and and Wayne good luck to you boss You better you better get in the playoffs, but we'll keep an eye on this. It's 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 an interesting topic to say the least it's been a while since DC United's coaches uh, Make all the headlines (laughs) to say the least um, but before we let you guys go we wanted to Touchback on Gabriel Pirani. for those who don't know or been living under a rock He's been the uh, Brazilian midfielder that DC United got on loan um, From Brazilian side uh, Santos FC um, He'd be on loan through the 2023 season um, And he's done a lot thus far Get don't appear on the stats if you looked at the stats. Oh, he's played 340 minutes He's got no goals, no assists, but he's got seven shots, seven uh, four on target. But he's been able to move the offense in a way that we haven't seen since Taxi's departure. He's been moving the ball around, making good relationship with Christian Bateke. About a week ago, Christian Bateke said playing with him, even though he doesn't know English, it's simple. He knows the language of, through his feet, uh, the language of football. And so... We finally got him to speak (laughs) to the media after the game against um, San Jose. In his first comment, you know, he was asked about how they did uh, in terms of getting the tie and not getting the win. And he mentioned, and this was uh, what he said, according to a translator who was there, in the second half we played better, which is frustrating because we could have gotten the result had we played better
2: earlier. And, and then he discussed more following uh,
0: that first question. He spoke to me uh, before we play the audio Mario, what are your thoughts so far on the four matches we've seen of Gabriel Pirani?
1: I've been impressed actually. He's well, I, he's played really well. I think he's been one of like the bright spots that this team's had in the midfield. I think he's gelled really well with <laughs> with his new teammates, his new surroundings in a pretty pretty quickly. You know, he hasn't ha- I feel like he hasn't had that much of a time that much time to like adjust it, in a way but he's adjusted pretty well and you know he lets he lets the he lets his football let it talk for him more than anything else so he he ha- he's been pretty well i think it's something that dc united should look into long term having some having a player like gabriel Pir- pirani who's pretty who's kind of impressed so far with in his in the first four games he's been here
0: Right, and in, in in the audio, it's mentioned that you know he had other opportunities in Brazil that fell through, and then this one opened up. And lucky for United, who struggled in the transfer window, as in the past, in the previous years outside of the DP uh, pickups that they've made, Priani is what they needed to replace Taxi, someone who's elusive, someone who's get, got quick touch and pace. Something I like about Priani is that he doesn't mind the physicality and he's taking on defenders knowing that they're going to sandwich him they're going to try and tackle him they're going to try and clip him up real fast the way that american defenders do they try to bulldoze and um they're very physical and he is taking that challenge on Normally, this would be the those kind of physical things you would you would hear about. Oh, the guy, he I had to take him out. He can't play ninety minutes because you know they're bulldozing him, and he he just came off an off season. This that and the third. Nope, Wayne had mentioned after his second game, he needs he needs to go out there and be conditioned, and we're gonna con- basically condition him through fire. And Briani has stepped up and he's played two, how, two consecutive matches, going to full ninety. He looks really good. He looks really, really good. I like his connection with Benteke. I think he plays well off of Ted as well. Interested to take some free kicks. Uh, I do like click taking free kicks, but I would like to see you know someone like Priani, the low, the low body weight. You know he's very short. I think he's like he registers. I like five two. And so yes, we're talking about we DC United continues on its ray of getting diminutive um <laughs> diminutive, diminutive ball mid, ball, ball
1: control yeah diminutive play, uh, midfielders that have excellent ball control
0: exactly so it it becomes that wayne stays i think he could become a great asset regardless if wayne stays or not but i think under wayne and this system that they're playing in this four two, uh this weird four two three one system i think he would be excellent um and i believe the Sell on fee for United is not that bad. It's been reported around two to five million dollars. Which, if he looks great through the next year and a half, psh, I'm pulling at Atlanta United. I am dropping the money now so I can get him at the cheap price and not have that situation we've had a couple of times where the team's like, Oh, you really want him? Or let's push this up a little bit, you know?
1: <laughs> the Louis yep. O'Brien situation.
0: Well, Leo Hada too. Like we've had a couple of these where it looked like United was going to get them and keep them at the with the original price, and then I don't know where the South American club or in the case of O'Brien, Premier League side goes. I want a little more. So hopefully he continues turning out well. These were his thoughts on the post game. Como você se sentiu desde vindo para a DC e como the o been thus far?
1: Então, desde que você chegou para DC, como que você se sente e como foi a projeção da vida do Brasil para cá?
2: Ah, eu me sinto muito bem aqui, estou muito feliz, uh, quero, quero jogar, continuar jogando, quero marcar gols e assistências, é o que eu, que eu me cobro bastante para sair. And my coming here has been the moment that I was in Brazil, which was very good, but I saw a better plan here, so that's why I chose to come here.
1: So he's feeling well, he's feeling great. Uh, the one thing he wants to do is just score more goals, do a couple more assists, and coming to, from Brazil to DC was just a, a little change of plans due to what was going on in Brazil, but he just wants to be successful here.
0: And what does he feel that he, he the team needs in order to get to that? O próximo passo para chegar aos playoffs.
1: A última pergunta é: o que, é que você acha que a equipe precisa para passar o próximo passo para ir para os playoffs com o na MLS?
2: Eu acho que nós precisamos aproveitar os jogos dentro de casa e pontuar. E os jogos, e, e, independente se é dentro ou fora de casa, acho que dentro de casa tem que, temos que buscar os três pontos sempre. Mas fora de casa é importante pontuar também, porque no final são esses pontos que, no, que nos classificam para os playoffs.
1: So he just says that we need to take advantage of the games at home. And it's the same thing when we travel away, just get those three points. But more than anything, just get the three points, both home and away.
0: And that's enough for us here at the Battle of Reci-MC podcast. I want to go home <laughs> and not record this <laughs> podcast anymore. I'm very tired, guys. Uh, covering DC United sometimes makes you sleepy. Um, not that I hate it. I love it. And so there's Mario, who's going to to tell you how you can find out more about him in the Work he's working on at a Tipo Latino, Mario. How can people find out more about you?
1: All right, you want to know what I'm working on, or read my recap on the on the game against the Earthquakes? You could follow me on Twitter, guys, or X, whatever the hell you want to call it, at Mario Maya One. You want to know what's going on in the world around you? Just want to know what's going on in dmv or you want to learn about the great. The great latinos that live around in the area but uh, and and the coverage of hispanic heritage month you could follow tiempo latino on twitter as well at el tiempo latino you could go on their website el tiempo latino.com and if you want to put money in my pocket so i could buy so i could buy myself a dc united jacket for the winter you can get yourself a hard copy of El Tiempo latino at your local newsstand and or metro station today
0: Yes, get those copies of Diablo Latino when you can And as always, you can follow me on all My social medias at Jose underscore M underscore Mana for more Special shout out as always To Kevin MacLeod and Impatech For the intro music Remember, rate and subscribe on Spotify Apple Podcasts and all your audio platforms Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bad Ombries FC Podcast And we will talk to you soon Adios